0: Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of what actually happens during and after a cancer diagnosis. Hosted by me, Madison Pollock,
1: and me, Paige Gill. Today's guest is Stacey Ray Weir, an author, innovator, and educator who is the founder of Areola Restorative Tattoo. After a BRCA 1 diagnosis leading her to have a prophylactic mastectomy, she pioneered a new approach to restorative areola tattooing.
0: Hello, Stacey Ray. Welcome to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. I'm happy to be here. We're so excited to have you. We have tons of questions. Um, so, Stacey Ray, you are an author, innovator, and educator and founder of ART which is Areola Restorative Tattoo. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about your story, how you got started and actually, you know what, let's start with what ART is first.
2: Okay, so ART, Areola Restorative Tattoo. So. I just got to kind of do the whole life story. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Let's
0: do it. <laughs> so I,
2: I, uh, I'm one of Canada's first professional female tattoo artists, maybe the first professionally trained one. Wow. And uh, so I was kind of breaking trail from pretty young. And... Mm so cancer came into my life when I was tattooing about 15 years and I was kind of looking for a little bit more meaning in my work anyways. So my Mm -hmm. mother got diagnosed with cancer and then she passed and she got um, diagnosed post-mortem. They said she has BRCA1 and that I needed Mm -hmm. to go get tested. So I did and Mm -hmm. I tested positive. So I had Mm -hmm. a preventative vasectomy. And while I was going through all of that, Um, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to lose my nipples. They told me that. And I was like, okay, so I'm sure somebody out there is doing amazing nipple tattoos. I am in the tattoo community. I'm a leader in my field. I'm just going to find the person to go to. And there was nobody. So I was like, I'm going to become the person to go to. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I love that. If you don't see it, create (laughs) it.
2: Well, because very few people get to solve a, a problem. You know, mm-hmm. very few people get yeah. to like identify like here's an issue that can be healed and here's how I'm going to heal it so I feel very fortunate mm-hmm. to have been gifted with that opportunity so right, right I wrote a book to tell other people I'm like oh my god these nurses and cosmetic tattooers aren't even drawing nipples like how the heck are you supposed to make it look good if you don't even know how to draw it so I wrote mm-hmm. a book right. teaching them how to draw it <laughs> oh <wow>, that's <laughs> amazing yeah and uh and then I was like, oh, they're using fading pigments. Well, that sucks. Like, you want to go through all that and then have it fade away. So right, uh, my exactly. apprentice and I uh, co-created the world's first permanent um, areola wow. pigments. So we solved that wow. problem. A byproduct wow. of the book was that I had to draw nipples in order to teach people how to draw nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> and I <laughs> made them digital um, for the book, right? Because I designed the Mm -hmm. book, I wrote it, I put it together. I like do everything. And right. uh, Mm
0: -hmm. So I was
2: like, well, I have these nipple drawings, and now they're digital, I should turn them into stick on tattoos, like the kids cereal box ones. So. (sighs) (laughs) So I created nipple bags, temporary 3d nipple
1: tattoos. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my.
0: Wow.
1: So I'm like
0: to see something. that Here's your nipple <laughs> oh my gosh that is awesome and actually,
1: it's crazy that you say that it wasn't even out there when when you were looking for for yourself because I have personally had people tell me about how they went through that and how now they don't have nipples and now it something that I can tell them how to fix that. (laughs) So this is so informative, and I know exactly who to go to. So thank you. (laughs) We
2: tried to to solve, or I, you know, with the support of my apprentice, who is now my business partner, we just Mm. were seeing what needed healing and Mm -hmm. offering solutions. That's really all we're doing. So what we're trying to do, the goal of what we've created, is to help survivors get the best quality possible. And Mm -hmm. the way that we support that is by helping tattoo artists be the best possible. Right. So I train people and we also invented the world's first scarred practice skins because all these artists didn't know how to tattoo scar tissue and a mastectomy Mm -hmm. leaves behind a lot of scars. So we, yeah, we, and we also invented the world's first practice skins to come in all ethnicities. We're all patent pending on all of that. So, wow! Incredible. We've, uh, we've been like just kind of all in, just all yeah. in, riding it out. And I just, 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 um, I've been working on it for a year and a half, and just last week got um my boxes. I also created the world's first um needle configuration specifically for this tattooing.
0: <laughs> wow. wow! Congratulations! Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's huge incredible so we're trying that's amazing to, we're
2: trying to challenge all of the things that we're holding people back from getting the best right. work by like I said just offering solutions and like you want to be a better tattooer here's how to do that you want to um mm-hmm. do you know be able to put it in the skin better here's how to do that so that survivors mm-hmm. can access that quality that I was unable to find when I needed it yeah
0: And can you talk about, so, like, before I was in the cancer world and community, I had no idea that if you got a mastectomy or double mastectomy, you could possibly not have nipples anymore. So, can you talk a little bit about, like, when that, because it's not always Right. right. right? So, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that and, like, kind of what people have been provided with previously?
2: Yes. Okay, so, I don't even know the percentage of how many people... Uh, lose their nipples because I'm from Canada Mm -hmm. and they're um, they're a little bit more limited when the when everything is covered so you're kind of limited to what the Canadian you know the Canadian health says Mm -hmm. this is what you get and that's just kind of what you get Mm we're down here you have a lot more options right Right. so um, I believe that nipples Bearing mastectomies are more common in the U.S. than they are in Canada but I don't know the numbers but up until recently what they said was if you kept the nipples on after a mastectomy you had a 30% chance of recurrence so it hardly it hardly
0: seems worth it yeah
1: that That isn't
0: right yeah that
1: isn't because it's all connected that does make sense
0: yeah and before kind of you had this like solution, what was, what happened before? Did people just not have nipples? Cause I know, I think you mentioned when we first talked that like nurses were doing it.
2: Some nurses were doing it, but the um, ugly side of that, and I'm not afraid to be the hated person who says it is that nurses are not required to take tattoo training. Doctors and surgeons do this work and they are not required to take tattoo training. So what they do is essentially Mm -hmm. butcher their survivors. And I think that I I think that it's really important that the survivors understand that because they trust these professionals and Mm -hmm. they're great for surgery. But, you know, if you want a tattoo, go see somebody who tattoos for a living. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah makes sense and I will promise <laughs> right. all
2: the surgeons in the world that I will not attempt surgery as long as they don't attempt tattooing how's that for a
1: deal <laughs> that's fair that's, that's a fair, fair deal for sure let the specialist be the specialist of what they're what there is what they specialize yeah. in yeah that makes total sense yeah. yeah
0: that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah I've always said um, a
2: doctor's doctor and tattooers tattoo <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair enough <laughs>
1: And, and how did you learn? how to tattoo the nipple. Okay, yeah, so this is interesting. So cosmetic
2: tattooists also have been doing it for quite some time. Um, one of the people mm-hmm. who inspired me to pursue this myself was a lady named Mary Jane Hogg, and she comes from the traditional tattoo world. She's been in the industry for longer than I've been alive. She's an amazing human, um, and uh, she works with okay. another tattoo artist So I'm also very inspired by, Vivine Lasanga, and they're kind of the godmothers of mastectomy tattooing. So I'm not the first person to do it um so Mm -hmm. I went to the PMU world which stands for permanent makeup so cosmetic Mm -hmm. tattooists were kind of doing this work however they really don't understand anything about putting pigment on the body and they really don't understand anything about putting artistic pigment into scar tissue and I started specializing in tattooing scar tissue um Really early on in my career, I was inspired to pursue it by one of my idols. He was uh, tattooing Mm. um, this big biker guy that tipped his bike over and had road rash all down his back. And so he invited me to come and sit with him while he was doing this huge tattoo. And he's just talking Mm. and working, just master like mastering away, you know? And he's he's telling me, so he's like, the thing about scar tissue is that you got to let the body tell you what to do. And he gave me some really strong words of wisdom that I just kind of hung on. So when I did start tattooing, I was like, okay, how do I learn how to read the skin and read the body, what the body is telling me to do? So I started really early and really from a space of curiosity on how to Mm -hmm. improve this and make it better. So I made a lot of mistakes. And so that's mm. where I teach from. I just kind of, now I train others. I'm just like, do as I say, not as I do. Here's what won't work. Because I've made all the mistakes. Mm.
0: <laughs> and what makes scar tissue, I know it's like more delicate but what makes it like so much more difficult okay
2: so every scar is different and every person is different mm. every wound heals differently mm-hmm.
0: um like you right. two
2: and me we are all completely different skin tones and that's going to affect how our wounds right heal. uh darker skin is more prone to hyperpigmentation and keloid and um Necrosis is a whole other monster because that 's dead tissue and there 's no blood flow, so every single person is completely unique. Mm-hmm. So what you have to mm-hmm. do is master the way that you tattoo in healthy tissue so that you can become adaptable to whatever damaged compromised tissue is in front of you and give it what it needs, like Paul told me wow. so many years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow Wow, this is so much harder than I would have ever imagined. I mean, like,
0: yeah. This
1: this I didn't know that it was so complex in terms of like you're saying the scar tissue. I didn't know that was something you had to be so expert at. But it makes sense obviously, but wow, you you must have gone through a lot of a lot of training and uh and this is amazing that you're doing this. So, can you tell us a little bit more about whether you're focusing more on the training aspect of things now or are you doing the tattooing yourself
2: okay well um the training that I took the trainings that I took uh were really uh they left a lot to be desired so mm. um, trying to uh learn how to do on the body tattooing from somebody who doesn't do on the body tattooing and when I had already been tattooing for 15 years mm. um really didn't teach me anything it just kind of showed me everything that wasn't working in the way that they were teaching so mm-hmm. I pioneered a completely new way to to do this tattooing It's completely backwards from the way that they do it and they train it so I love sharing knowledge with experienced tattooists and like I said i made all the mistakes so I get mm-hmm. to teach people like don't do what I do
1: <laughs> yeah that's so important <laughs>
2: so but I, uh, I, I do a specific type of healing tattooing. I call myself the transformational tattoo artist because I'm a Reiki master and I integrate intention setting and trauma release into the mm-hmm. tattoo process because tattooing gives you a unique little window into the subconscious because of the pain element
0: Mm. So we mm. can
2: actually go really deep to release stored trauma in the physical body. Wow. So okay. I will never give that up because it's so powerful for me and the person. Like it's yeah. Um, I just love I, working with people. Sorry, that's incredible.
1: I I had no idea that that's one way to have trauma release is is through tattooing and like you said the pain aspect of it. So what does that kind of look like when someone undergoes the trauma release and how much is usually released? Like how do they feel after?
2: So I usually get people to focus on one thing. And I Mm. feel that if we can transmute or alchemize that one emotion, then that will free the body up to receive a lot more positive energy flow and healing in other ways. So it usually comes down to one of three things like, um, like, uh, they have a lot of chaos and they would like to transmute it to peace or mm-hmm. they have a lot of fear and usually they, that transmutes into love or trust.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and, uh, and often, you know, going through a mastectomy when our breast area is like the defining factor of our femininity for right. of us, yeah. we're yeah. definitely programmed to feel that way. Right. Um, then they just want to feel pretty again. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. just kind of focus on one thing and we try to okay. alchemize that one thing with a positive intention. And there's a few different ways mm-hmm. that I do that and um, that okay. I won't go into because it's too froofy. But, <sighs> <laughs> but those, uh, I, I, just, uh, I just love working with people that are ready yeah. to embrace the next chapter of their lives. And that's, that's what I do. I put a period on the old chapter and help them turn the page.
1: Maddie, don't you just want to get a tattoo and get yeah, everything one, released Yeah, 100%.
0: Right I know. I was thinking, I was like, can I get a full body tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> that will it translate release to everything? all the trauma? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Will it release all of it? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> because it will take a lot of sessions and we can address one memory and one trauma yeah. per session. I got you. At I got time. you. Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, that's incredible.
1: Can no. you uh, also, sorry, Maddie, no, think, no, okay, you're, yeah. you're also going to be great at explaining this because you seem to know what this was. What is the, what's Reiki? How did you say, what, what is that? Oh, Reiki, uh, yeah. Reiki. Yeah, what is that? Okay. So. I don't even know.
2: <laughs> so Reiki is uh, energy work. So Rei means okay. like universal, like everything. And key okay. is just another way of saying Chi, which is energy. So Reiki Mm -hmm. kind of stands for the energy that we all exist in. It could also be um, seen as God, because I believe that God is the energy that we all exist in. Mm -hmm. But Reiki is um, when you're master level Reiki, you've been attuned to manage a certain amount of energy so you can hold space for that energy and direct it to your client to relax them to heal them um to read energy back and forth between us i will often get little um, intuitive hits on where they're storing trauma in their body and where that trauma may have come from Mm -hmm. and i'll ask them like i was tattooing one girl and i was like oh would you Mm -hmm. like me to do some reiki while i'm doing this and she goes yeah i'm open to it and um i could kind of feel her body while i was working on her and and uh I had to ask her, you know, it's really personal and nobody wants to be seen this deeply by a stranger, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like the strangers that are doing this body work on you that are supposed to be the ones who are the messengers Mm -hmm. of this. So I asked her, um, did you lose a baby? And she said, oh my God, how did you know that? and i'm like i don't know wow. but maybe you needed to hear that from somebody outside of your self and outside right. of your circle mm-hmm. that it is completely okay to release that guilt and shame from losing that baby and i just like felt like that's what i had to say and she just broke down wow. and cried and cried and cried so i'm like okay then that is what we're going to transmute in this tattoo session <laughs> right
1: yeah that's actually incredible because i have done energy work before Um, and now that I'm saying Reiki out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, the lady that I use has mentioned that term, but I guess maybe (laughs) I was so in it. I was like, okay, yeah, just like take it out (laughs) all of what I need. But that's so cool that you're using it during a time when people are getting tattoos. That's usually not what you see hand in hand. Like, that's awesome that you're putting it together
0: into a session. I love that. Thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and did you do that before you started the restorative Ariola tattooing that came from? Yeah, it's, um,
2: you know, when, when you receive your calling, and mm-hmm. you surrender to it, life has a way of starting to make your choices for you. And that was just a gift that came into my life. I was working with an intuitive coach. And she said, I'm going to tune you to Reiki, you need to do this in your work. And I was like,
0: yeah okay
2: I will receive that gift and (laughs) so just it just me. it's like as if life was uh as if life was a video game and
0: as Mm -hmm. you're going
2: along your little life then you pick up like there's a sword over there and you throw it in your gunny sack (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like I'm I'm like I'm on a little quest and that's one of my tools yeah
1: (laughs) I Um, love it it, I love it so it literally fell in your lap like you you never sought after it. It it just kinda came to you.
2: Yes, but that is that is exactly what happens when you're living your life on path and when you're doing what you're meant to do. And so I'm really glad that you guys decided to talk about this a little bit more because I'd love to take this opportunity to inspire every woman out there to embrace that side of themselves, especially after going through trauma, you get to know yourself in a way that people haven't been through trauma, will never get to know themselves and cancer's traumatic. So I would like to say, because women hold the creator energy so we mm-hmm. all have this access to an inner knowing an inner intuition that, um, I think we all need to build and develop.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I love that. hundred percent. And how have you seen like your clients kind of like the before and after I would, you know, I'd like, I'd love to like hear more about, um, the client work and like, because I can only imagine you know having your body part no longer part of you and then finding a solution like you you have so
2: yeah it's interesting so um I'm usually met with a lot of darkness and fear and Mm then um I always see everybody two times because to get things that amazing and realistic, you can't do it in one session. So I see them 10 weeks later when they've had time to shift and integrate and accept their body in a different way. And the second time I see them, it's always like, oh, my husband can't get me to keep a shirt on. And I think I'm going to go to a topless beach. And I guarantee you that some of the women that say these things would have never thought about that before they got tattooed. That tattoo Mm, help them see how they're like, I'm strong and empowered and like, FTW, I'm going to do whatever I want. And uh, there's the transformation is, is, uh, it can be intense. And uh, there's a lot of happy tears. I love it.
0: That's incredible. And when
1: you say that you see them 10 weeks later, so if they get a tattoo, do you do half of it and then 10 weeks later, you finish it or... Or how, I guess, how does it work in terms of the ta- where the tattoo is in the thing? Sure.
2: Okay, so I told you guys earlier that I pioneered a whole new approach to areola restorative tattooing. And mm-hmm. what that approach is, is it's two parts to get realism. So I treat the first pass like an underlayer of an oil painting. And then I see how it mm. heals because that scar tissue is so unreliable is so unstable so when they come mm-hmm. back in 10 weeks and I get to see how it heals so then I know what that scar needs mm-hmm. then I do all the detailing mm-hmm. and perfecting. so I tell my clients that uh, the first time I'm like it's gonna look great this time it's gonna look good this time and then it's gonna look great next time today is the good day the next yeah. time is the great day
0: <laughs> Bru- okay that makes total awesome. sense
1: like you're setting yeah. the foundation the first
0: time, and then you're putting the fine details. You got it. Yeah. Later on. That makes total sense. And also for everyone listening, like I will tell you to follow Stacey right after this, but it's they look amazing. <laughs> like me and Paige were <laughs> analyzing her work before
1: we all. They're so it. good. Like Insane. I thought it was hundred percent the real thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Until until I saw the before after picture then I was like, oh, that wasn't there before. But I, I thought that it was so real. It was insane. So that's
2: the goal, right? Yeah. Because would anything yeah. less than that be acceptable yeah. if you lost your nipples? Yeah. Right. Anything so less true. than that, in my opinion, is completely unacceptable.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So true. Otherwise, what's the Aww. point of even getting it done.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Right, exactly.
1: And do, okay. do you, what other, uh tattoos are are you known for? Is it mainly nipples? Do you do other artwork still? Or are you just focusing uh, on this one path
0: for right now? So
2: I do a lot of scar cover ups. Um, I consider myself a trauma Mm. tattoo artist, not necessarily, um, not necessarily like a nipple tattoo artist. I do, I do whatever the client needs and the right people come to me at the right time. So whatever Mm -hmm. that person needs, um, if it's a young girl with self harm scars, I will give her whatever she asked me for. And then I will also release Mm -hmm. the trauma that led to her scarring herself. If it's somebody um, Mm -hmm. uh, that lost their arm in a car crash. I will give them what they want. So I've always been one right. that likes a challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so I usually say, and I I'm will sh- do the tattoos that nobody else will do. Um, so if people need something that nobody else yeah. will do, I'm like, I will make that happen.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. You make the impossible possible. I'm sure you see so many challenges that I've come to your doorstep and have transformed. This is, yeah beyond this is the most unique one of the most unique things I've ever
0: heard in my life also awesome. I know it's so cool I wanted to, I wanted to see what what's been the most challenging yeah. one can you think of that's one um uh, yes uh
2: but I don't think I can say it if on you the can air. yeah okay
0: so <laughs> okay, that's- how did you learn how to draw? Uh-huh. Or is it just a natural yeah. gift that you know? have? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely a natural gift, but like, also so how disagree, to do you learn? I disagree
2: with that. I say it all the time. I even say in my book that uh, drawing is a skill, not a talent, and any skill can be developed. Mm. So I
1: started mm-hmm. drawing
2: when I was a little girl who really wanted a pony. I started. <laughs> I started drawing horses. Uh, just hoping that somebody would figure it out and buy me a pony.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's one way to start. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just drew horses obsessively, dreaming of the day that I would get on the back of this black fast horse and ride out of the uh. horrible town.
0: You know. Oh my and God, oh, that's the, hilarious.
2: My mother told me, "Oh, you want to, you want a pony, buy your own, you know?" Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: right. So, well, I'm sure with how well you drew, it looked so realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so I actually started saving money, and by the time I was ten, I had enough money to buy a pony, and I knew how Stop. to draw. Yeah, yeah. And oh, my God. same thing! yeah, I' still just always' drawing and riding ponies like it's I'm still the exact same as I was when I was five.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, wow,
1: <laughs> holy cow, So it just developed from there.
2: Yeah, I got a basement tattoo done when I was 14 years old um, with a Walkman Mona and guitar string, totally jailhouse tattoo. Mm. That was the way that I rebelled. Mm. And the guy also tattooed my friend and he did this really bad tattoo on her. And when he was tattooing her, well, my tattoo is bad too, but when he was tattooing her, I was looking through his drawings and I was like, Oh my God, I can drop it in the sky. I'm like, I was 14. I was like, I'm yeah. a kid and I can drop it in the sky. I'm like, right. that's it. I'm going to be a tattoo artist. I'm only going to do good tattoos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so cool. I mean, you did it. So good for you. <laughs> yeah, you really did. You lived that through. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, and I know you, you mentioned that you like travel a lot, well in normal times, but you're traveling a little bit, um, kind of like, what does that entail? Are you training? Are you like traveling to train new people and yeah. What's all that for?
2: Yeah. So I work with, um, I work with experienced tattoo artists all over the world. And like I was saying, there's so few of us Mm -hmm. globally that are doing this really well, that the few people that are doing the best of the best um, are the people that I aim to connect with so that we can carry through Um, this evolution in the medical tattoo field in every country and hopefully inspire the medical field to catch up with our innovations so that the doctors and nurses will stop tattooing and Mm -hmm. leave it up to us pros and hopefully start working with us directly so I work with a select few people all around the world and we're really just trying to raise the standards globally
1: that's incredible because like you said uh if the U.S is the only or not the only country but one of the countries where um it's you said less common for nipples to be removed is that correct you said in canada where you're from um, it's more likely that you get it removed so i think spreading it across the world will help so many individuals not have to bounce around so many places too yeah
0: yeah And have you started working with any, like, doctors or physicians or, like, talking to any?
2: No, that's the next goal. Um, In Canada, Mm -hmm. I was featured on a lot of media when I first started doing this work. Nobody was doing it to this level. Um, So the newspapers reached out to me and the news stations reached out to me. Wow. And in all of that, because I had to say yes to every interview, I'm like, I feel like I've been assigned this message to deliver it to the best Mm -hmm. of my ability. Um, So then doctors started hearing about me, and they started contacting me. So I worked with some really great surgeons in Canada, and one of the reasons that I came down here was because I knew I had to extend my reach and try to really influence this medical tattoo field. Mm -hmm. And so I came to the greater Los Angeles area, where I am one of... So California has as many people as Canada. so
0: uh, <laughs> Wow. Wait, does so it really? That's, it that's crazy. I'm like,
2: that I don't crazy. know who I am, so I'm really hoping that surgeons will be like, we need to work with that girl. So I reached out to a few of them, and I haven't heard back from them. I don't really know how to get my foot in the door that way, so I'm right. just hoping... I'm just hoping that a connection is made and I get to, I do want to work with like a top two or three surgeons Mm -hmm. in this area Mm -hmm. and also keep to to keep teaching. That would be ideal for me.
1: I think it's only a matter of time before you are very well known. Mm -hmm. So it's going to happen. Like this is something so many people
0: need need to
1: hear about. So it's, it's just a matter of time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And where do people find your book and like, all that good stuff. Like, do you send it to people that are in the tattoo world? Kind of like, how does that work?
2: So I have uh, two websites that I have it on. We have one distributor in Canada, Hive Beauty, that sells our product line. We never thought we were going to have a product line, but here we are. So um, we also just got picked up by two massive tattoo supply companies oh, here wow. in the US. So they will be selling my book and the other stuff.
0: Awesome. Wow. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. That is
1: so, so cool. And I guess our are, are in the how has COVID affected everything for you as well, I'm sure, in terms of people coming and getting this done.
2: Well the Los Angeles like LA county is still closed down for tattooing I think
1: yeah and oh wow my okay. I have a
2: private clinic in Huntington Beach so Orange County just opened up 3 weeks ago we just opened up to tattooing but mm-hmm. anybody who's immunocompromised like anybody who's been through cancer right. they're not going to take any chances yep. so even if I wanted to train I'm having a hard time um, because I don't want to tattoo anybody that's not comfortable with it they want I need them exactly I need them to feel like really great and excited about doing this work and closing that chapter Mm -hmm. so COVID has COVID has uh, put a big damper in my plans for training and my plans for tattooing which has given me Mm -hmm. a good opportunity to get ready for the fact that we're being picked up by some really big tattoo supply companies, and I have a right. lot of admin work to do to get ready for that demand. Yeah,
1: right. So this was almost like the time you maybe needed yeah. to slow down yeah. right. and get your stuff prepped. Yeah.
2: Plus, um, I had uh, when I had my mastectomy in 2012, I was uh, I received mm-hmm. uh, implant reconstruction mm-hmm. and. My implants were recalled last year. Oh, Okay, I had the Ooh. yeah, I had the uh, textured implants that are known to cause cancer, and, uh. and um, I had breast implant illness. Like they were making me sick. There's a level of toxicity that comes from them. Uh, oh wow! So I just had an explant surgery done in January. So I've also been physically healing and now I'm completely uh, flat chested. Mm. I decided to go aesthetic flat closure instead of going through any more surgeries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been having, I've been needing some of that withdrawal healing time myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just all around this time has served a lot of purposes. I think people didn't expect. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm glad you got this recovery time as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think I have a final question. So, how long after um, a mastectomy, like how long after the surgery, do people have to wait to come to you? So this is probably in normal times.
2: Yes. So this is probably the best question you could have asked because doctors will tell women to go and get tattooed in like three months, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you those scars are not ready to receive pigment in three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually wrote a blog about it, and maybe I'll send you guys a link if you feel like sharing. Yeah, that.
0: that'd be great. Please do. Because
2: um, the 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 way to play it safe is for all of the scars in the area to be tattooed to be completely white so if there's redness at mm. all you could really damage a scar
0: okay okay yeah that's really yeah. good to know yeah if you send us that um, blog post i'll put it in the podcast descri- episode description along with all the other information awesome And
1: you've given us, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Maddie. I was going to
0: say, where can people find you? How can people follow you and your incredible work and contact you and all of that good stuff?
2: So I have, um, well, I actually have four websites that I run, but the two main ones are stacyray.com. And that is spelled S-T-A-C-I-E hyphen R-A-E.com. And areolarestorativetattoo.com. But also um, there's two domain names that get you there. So if you can't remember areola restorative tattoo, you can probably remember nipple tattoos and it'll get you to the same place.
0: Okay. I a... oh. Perfect. Okay, great. Um, and what about
2: Instagram? Instagram
0: um just,
2: areola yeah. restorative tattoo on instagram as well so that is where i feature all of the artists that i work with around the world as well oh, awesome. as where okay. i feature my products and then stacy ray okay. dot a-r-t on instagram okay. is my personal stuff where i just show what i've been doing
0: okay perfect awesome perfect.
1: which i'm sure is also a lot of great material so on your personal
0: yeah amazing wow well thank, thank you, you so much, much. it's been a true pleasure you're amazing
1: yeah you're so talented it's it's insane i'm blown away <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's incredible. Um, a
0: friend of mine said to me
2: years ago the thing that made me uh kind of drop everything and go on my little quest like i was saying my yeah. friend, my friend yeah. said to me um a light can illuminate a room but a focus light can cut metal so mm-hmm. I just decided to focus and mm-hmm. it led me to here. So I'm super grateful for that advice. It's helped me a lot. That's amazing.
1: Lot. Gonna... You've cut a lot of metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Truly. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. I love Thank that. you so much. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Stacey Ray. Thank you guys for we'll having talk to me. You soon. Of course. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast that tells the truth about what people with cancer actually go through. Each week, myself, Paige Gill, and my co-host, Madison Pollock sit down with fellow
0: cancer survivors to tell our stories. Keep up to date with our guests and new episodes on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast, and tune in every Monday to hear our stories.